Tell what we do Light them up, drink them down Whiskey and cigars all around Cheers, y'all That sounds like a party, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to this fine radio program, podcast, and video extravaganza known internationally Hi, as the world-famous Smoking and Toasting. And I got it right this week, Ian. Last week's show, had I've, done this, on. I've done this hundreds of times, and just last week's show, I just like completely wiped out during the opening. So, I mean, um, you've done this like almost... 333 Almost. Times. In fact, I would say we're halfway. At least halfway. Yeah, yeah, at least halfway. We are at least halfway to 333 uh, because this is show number 295, Ooh. and we welcome you to show 295 of Smoking and Toasting. We are all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars, three things that uh, I love all three of those are things. just really all good things, aren't they? Yes. We're, uh, so we're excited about the show today. So you mentioned 333. Uh, a lot of shows would celebrate their 100th episode, which we, we did. did. And then a lot of shows would celebrate their 200th episode, which we didn't do because it was in the middle it of lockdown. It was a sad COVID It was party. a sad COVID party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we, what, what happened was we went to a room. Ian sat in one corner, I sat in the other corner, and we drank beer. That was, that we just was hollered at each other. Go, hey, how's that beer? <laughs> Pretty good. Uh, so, yeah, so that wasn't all that exciting. Uh, but we thought instead of, you know, hitting 300 and doing, you know, a big celebration show, which is what a lot of shows would do, we just thought we'd be a little different. We're waiting for 333. We're outside the box. That's right. We're we're rebels. Yeah, that I also like that. means, you I'm know, we won't Donnie, fall into a loner. <laughs> a loner, Dottie, a rebel. I got that backwards, didn't I? <laughs> if you are old enough to know that reference, congratulations, you're really old. And and, and I know you got it, so you're old. The, uh, the, uh, that also means that we won't fall into that same old category of shows that stop right at 300 episodes. Oh, right, right, right. Well, yeah. and, and, you know, for anyone who missed last week's uh, show, I, I made a very exciting announcement, even though I totally blew the intro. I made a very exciting announcement, and this is 100% true. Smoking and Toasting, this show, which we are on episode 295 of today, is in fact in the top 4% of all podcasts in the world. It's pretty wow. amazing. And the reason for that is less than 4% of podcasts, let me make sure I get this statistic right, uh, make it past... Um, 10 episodes and had a new episode last week. So we did both of those things. So we are, in fact, in the top percent. <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's, there's no denying it. You you can't take it away from us. It's That's, ours. So um, I want to say nice. a, a big welcome to Roberto Rivas Villar. Roberto, welcome Hi. to the program. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Roberto is a bar consultant, a mixologist, and a cigar lover. It says that on his business card with a slash between each one, which I love. You know, <laughs> it's absolutely. I, I, I got to get me some cards like that. And uh, he is here today because. Um, he is going to make us the perfect margarita. And so we're very excited. No pressure. Uh, I saw him like. Well, it's an award winning margarita. I was about to be like, <laughs> no, don't say it. All right. So it, it, it may not be perfect, but it's good enough to have won an award. Tell us about the award that this won. So um, I was invited by the beautiful people from Himador. And mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, it's a, a yearly event called the Margarita Trail. It's mm -hmm. uh, organized by the Houston Press and Jimador. Um, they go and pick. Um, they go out and pick the 
their favorite places. They invited everybody to apply. Or mm -hmm. I was invited by my friend Will. He said like, hey, uh, so I first of all, I work with this amazing place called Wild. It's a dispensary, bar, and coffee shop. Okay. We have CBD, Delta Aid, all things within the boundaries of legality in Texas. Mm -hmm. uh, so we work a lot with uh, with him, and so he came in and was like, "You wanna you wanna be part of this competition?" And I was like, "Well, sounds like a." I don't know, man. <laughs> Sounds like work. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I was like, I have a... And then and, people are going to be judging you, right? Yes. Yeah, there's that. I was like, I don't know, man. And so <clears throat> I was there, and my, my friends, of the people that I work with over there, the beverage director party, were like, well, you're up. I'm uh -huh. like, okay, I guess I'm up. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. They do this uh, every year. It's called the Margarita Trail. Uh, so they pick a few accounts after going through different margaritas. Mm -hmm. um, it's a whole, this time was Dallas and Houston mainly, the, the I think was the, the ones that they were participating. Uh, there's a big online voting going on for about six weeks. Uh, you go to the bar, uh, we have like little table stands with the promoting it, right. the margarita. Uh, so you just scan the barcode and you vote for your, for your, your favorite margarita. You can promote it. You can do anything you want. Right. Uh, it was, I believe, the the five left, the top five. We we went to the grand finale, which was at the Warehouse Live on the 13th of July. So let me make sure I understand this. You People voted, and then when it was narrowed down to five that exactly. were getting the most votes, then you went to sort of a head-to-head -head competition. Exactly. Right? It was like a physical present, like right. actual present. Uh, so you're there shaking up margaritas. And well, somebody's tasting them, right? This is going to be the, the best part of the, I explain the whole experience because uh, it's going to be part of what I'm going to teach you today, guys, about uh, how I do certain things to avoid um, the effects of time right. in the molecular composition of citrus juices and other things that greatly affect. There's not going to be any math, is there? What is it? There's not going to be any math, is there? A little bit. Oh man! See, I was told there would <laughs> be no math. <laughs> no, obviously, I'm I'm joking. But you know, it's a. Uh, uh, but you're getting really like down to the serious science. Of I this, do a lot of I do yeah. a lot of science behind the bar. I, I love that. See, and 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 when I was in school, you know, in high school, and I was like studying science, I was like. What do I need to learn this for? I'm never going to apply this to anything in my life and see how wrong I was. See, if I had paid more attention, I could be making, you know, margaritas that could uh, could uh, win a contest. So, my forward-thinking teenage self. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> of course, I'm still mad at my guidance counselor for not telling me that, uh, you know, jobs like brewmaster yeah, and, right. and, and uh, you know, uh, a whiskey taster existed, you know? Those brand jobs, ambassador? Those jobs do exist. Man, where did I go wrong? How fun, anyway, right? I'm sorry. I, I interrupted no, so you. You, you. So you go to this competition at uh, and Warehouse Live. That was a big challenge because uh, it's such a big competition. You have to make enough margaritas for about 300 people. Wow. Oh, that's all. So, <laughs> I bet your shaking arm was getting a little tired. Wow. So this I is hope, the thing. I hope Humidor uh, provided the tequila. Oh, yeah. Okay, they, they did. And uh, so <clears> the <throat> thing is that you have to pre-batch everything. Because right there, you're going to have lines of people and tasting and tasting and uh, lots of stuff going on. So you you can't be just, and you have to talk to people. Uh, luckily, I was, two of my friends, my coworkers, they came with me to help me out with the whole thing and yelling and, you know, the whole mm -hmm, mm -hmm. mayhem going on. Mm -hmm. um, 
So this is where the science came in. I pre-batched the whole margarita for 253. No, actually, I made enough for about 350, 400 people. Wow. And this is where it gets cool. Um, you know how much lime juice and lemon juice you would need to make such batch? That's, that's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, when, when was this? Uh, this was uh, on July the 13th. Okay, because I remember specifically mid-July, there was a real lime shortage at the store where I shop. And I'm just wondering <laughs> if that's because you were down there buying up all the limes. Well, no, actually, this is the cool part. I used... Just give me a rough estimate how many limes you think I would have so used. So for 400 and... Yeah, it's what, 50, 75 limes? Am I, I even in a ballpark? I'm, I'm guessing more like 150. I used 20 limes and 10 lemons. How would that possibly have been enough? I use like, when I make margaritas, I use like half a lime for two margaritas. It's... it's but maybe I'm not doing it he's right. Gonna, it's he's going to drop some it's science. science. Oh, the more it's you gonna, know. going to be a science <laughs> bomb here on Smoking yeah. and Toasting. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm really interested to hear this because maybe I use too much lime. Well, that's just to get to the lime juice part. Uh, okay. If, you are, if you're using fresh squeezed lime, which I'm hoping anybody that's making something at home, they're not buying the concentrate thing that they mm, see yeah, the little. Yeah. Those if, are free if, bottles. If you're not using fresh squeezed lime, just don't admit it. Yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and take those take those little uh, you know freezer little... canister things that are soft in the middle and have uh, tin on the ends. Just use those in your cooler to like keep stuff cool when you're. Uh, uh, they work really great for that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like little ice packs. Yeah, but anyway, I'm sorry. You so you used your 50 limes and and how many lemons? I used 20 limes and 10 lemons. 20 limes and 10. That oh. just doesn't seem like enough. And one orange. Okay, I'm excited to hear about all of this because this is going to be great. This is totally challenging my thought process when it comes Even to margaritas. My understanding of the margarita. Yeah. yeah. Now, I I will admit this: there are a number of places that I've gone and ordered margaritas that I found to be far superior to other places. Yeah. But That's... to be completely honest with you, I thought they were using my margarita secret, which is I look at the margarita recipe and I invert it if it says. Two parts of all of the other stuff and one part tequila. I make it two parts tequila and one part of all the other stuff. So that's what I thought these guys were doing that made their margaritas. The best good. margarita I've ever had was made by this guy. Uh, I have no idea what his name was. He worked at this event center where uh, I had tickets to go see Molly Hatchet. And this was Flirting like. with disaster, yeah. baby. Anyway. But uh, tickets to see Molly Hatchet, and um, and we were. By at the way, that made it sound even older than the Pee Wee uh, <laughs> uh, reference earlier. Just so you know, <laughs> somebody gave them to me. I was like, okay. But uh, so we were at the event center. We we're at the bar next to it, and um, I don't think it's really an event center anymore. But this dude was behind the bar. We were just fascinated watching. And Tiffany goes, my wife. Tiffany goes. He's making those from scratch. Every single margarita he's making from scratch. Like one like, at a time? Oh, yes. Wow. And so we ordered a couple. And this guy was everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like, he was everywhere doing everything. And he was not only making margaritas from scratch, but he was outpacing every other bartender there by far. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I mean, he was unbelievable. And uh, it had to be chemically altered or something. It was crazy. <laughs> crazy watching this guy. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so we ordered like a couple the margaritas. Like the and wedding he's... drummer in that video? <laughs> <laughs> ah, I know which. This is the tough guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but he's, and he's squeezing the limes, and he's doing other stuff. He's got all this stuff. Next thing you know, we got these, like, absolutely fresh margaritas. Margaritas are 
absolutely amazing. Yeah. No idea, like, what, what what, whatever yeah. happened to that guy. He's <laughs> working at this was, random event stuff center. Stuff was flying around. Yeah. On, on 45 South. It was crazy. Well, I'm really excited about this because, honestly, it does really challenge my thoughts about how to make a, a margarita. And I, I feel like my margaritas are pretty good. But uh, a, a chance to make them better, a chance to make them more like the award-winning margarita. And, and this will not only be for your margarita, because this anything <clears throat> that uses, well, we all know that many or most cocktails that are not uh, just like a steered, uh, style right. like a Manhattan, they they have all they all have an acid base. Right. Uh, lime, lemon, orange, grapefruit. Um, so this is gonna work for that. I've, I'm still working on my grapefruit recipe. Which I have to perfect it. Love it. Uh, <laughs> All right. This is well. This is going to be good. And and I don't. Before we move on, though, did you win the competition? Yes, I did. So it, it was it was five of you. Five. I finalists. wanted to hear about five the blood, finals. sweat, and tears, man. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. There was drama. <laughs> there was like you know the, the 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 this bartender staring mean mugging the other bartender. You know, on well, the long the, pauses the, and the sweat coming down like yeah, on yeah. on one side of the forehead. <laughs> There was a little bit because uh, <laughs> a, a, an actual friend of mine, he was in the competition, too. Uh, <laughs> so he, there was a little smack talking yeah, going he, on. Yeah. He was a little bit like he he was, I just know, he was not looking at me very nicely. <laughs> yeah, well, see, no, and, and sometimes that's what makes it fun. I mean, uh, I'm about to do, this week I'll do my fantasy football draft, right? And I don't play fantasy football because of the football. I play fantasy football because of the smack talk. Oh, yeah. I, I love like mixing it up with the other guys I'm Absolutely. playing against, and you know, talking about their mamas and stuff. It's that's that's what makes it fun. But your buddy, how did he react to you after you won? Well, he he didn't even say bye to me. Oh, see the bartender. See the bartender segment of the uh, of the community. We're finding out real insight into what that's like. <laughs> yeah. Right? Okay. yeah, I was a little bit bummed because, I mean, I, you I thought did, he would congratulate you. right? Yeah, well, I mean, I did this in a fun way. Like for me, going to a competition, which for some reason I don't, I'm not, I don't go to competitions very often or do stuff like that. I just like doing my own stuff and making people happy. Like if you come, my friend Ian, come see me. Mm -hmm. I know he's gonna enjoy what I make, stuff like that, you know. Well, uh, but if I had not won, I would have been like, okay, this is a great opportunity for me to learn. What mm -hmm. did I do wrong? What can I do better? Well, yeah, learn learning more, stuff. Yeah. If he won, I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I want to go to him and be like, what do you do different? I want to, I want to learn. It's like being on Iron Chef with William Shatner. <laughs> you ever see that when William Shatner was the host of the Iron no. Chef? It was awesome. <laughs> he's like, they're, they're, you know, that's a show where they get the random ingredients and they mm -hmm. have to make uh -huh. something out of them. And he's like, you have salmon which, and, and a lime. Which is funny. What are you going to make with salmon and lime? <laughs> it's funny because I'm working on something like that right now with precisely with uh, my friend Will. We're working on an Instagram series for uh, Erradura. And he gave me a list of random ingredients, which is the the cherry vanilla coke that you right, take. Right, right. Ah, interesting. I'm, I'm deconstructing a cherry vanilla coke and making it from scratch. Oh, I bet that would be good from scratch. I bet, I bet that would be awesome. And ah. I carbonated it myself. And well, it was not carbonated by this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, so uh, bef before you go, I want to make sure that we give everybody all the information about you know your Instagram channel. I know you've got some stuff on YouTube that yes. people can check out. So because this is really interesting stuff because the world has changed. Yeah, oh, because yeah. at this point in time, anything that you need to do 
that you need to accomplish that you don't know how to do, you can learn how to do on YouTube. It's yes. amazing how much stuff is out there. Mm-hmm. So if it's about like making drinks, man, you got you got to check out his his YouTube stuff. Yeah, it'll show you. It's a very young channel still. I started about two months ago. If uh, it's about drinking drinks, you need to check out my channel. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today I'm drinking, you know. Yeah, exactly. It, it works out, works out perfectly. Well, I'll say it for you so you don't have to say it. Uh, if you like what you see on his channel, make sure to click the button to subscribe. Please. And click the bell so that you can be notified of, uh, of, of future uh, and, with, and with that voice, it's even better. But see, every every YouTube <laughs> channel, they say that every every episode. And yeah. I understand why. You got but, to. But, but yes. you. But they don't get the cruise voice. Well, it's, you know. <laughs> that is a special <laughs> That's thing. That's probably a good thing in the end. But, no. Uh, no, but what you can do is you can edit <clears throat> what he just said out of this show. Yeah. And then every time on your channel. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and and, and if, you want, if you want a lot of old people to follow your channel. I'll do it for you, like with my Casey Kasem impression. Like, <laughs> Have you ever told to subscribe and click the bell <laughs> to get information when we drop a new episode? That's a little uncanny, actually. Nice. Here's a long distance dedication for Irma in California <laughs> who wanted to know. How to make a margarita. Uh, have, have you ever told Cruz that story of when I was at Specs and I sent you a text message? About well, because you were hearing my voice on the Specs. Radio. I swear oh. to God. I was, I was at Specs, like, just looking for stuff. And then all of a sudden, it kept bugging me and bugging me and bugging me. And I was like, well, I, yeah. I swear to God, I grabbed my phone like, Ian, does Cruz have anything to do? Yeah, so what he's talking about is the company that, that we're you know in the studio of now, which is my company, uh, we do the in-store uh, radio for mm-hmm. Specs, Specs Radio. And so uh, if you're in Specs, you know, checking out the wine, sometimes you'll hear me come on and go, hey, uh, we got a great selection of craft beer. Go check it out. Wait, specials yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. so that, that's what that's about. But I'd just like to point out, by the way, that you guys actually did like my Casey Kasem impression, which kind of now brings me back to zero after the Barry Gibb, because I, 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 was, I don't know, I was way underwater. I mean, that's a with deficit the from the Barry Gibb <laughs> Gib thing. Yeah, that's a that's a tough All one. Right, fair enough. All right, we got a lot to do today on the show and a lot of fun stuff to accomplish. We haven't even gotten into uh, our cigars yet, so we'll take a quick break. We'll come back and we'll you can let us know. I assume since your shirt says you can't hurry up and smoke a cigar, I assume that you have had the time. Yes. This week and the opportunity. Now you're doing NPR on me. I did. <laughs> All right. So Ian will give us an NPR style <laughs> review of his cigar when we return. Yes, I will, Cruz. It's smoking and toasting. Having a good time, Ian? Yes. We'll be right back. Me too. <laughs> Welcome back. It is smoking and toasting. This is the program that's all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And the fine spirits will be uh, uh, blended into a cocktail today, as we'll be uh, doing a little margarita making. Uh, I, you oh, know, yeah. every every show, by the way, I try to give the show a title so that if you're, you know, looking at it on YouTube or whatever, you know, maybe something will catch your interest, make you. So today's uh, title I gave the show was "When Life Gives You Limes, 
make margaritas. Hell yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah nice. right? Which is better than <laughs> which is better than lemons and lemonade, right? So uh, so that, I thought that was creative and clever. And uh, so we have a lot of stuff going on in the show today. Our guest is uh, multi-talented mixologist mm. Roberto Rivas Villar, and Roberto is going to make us uh, the margarita that won the contest. It was a Houston Press, yeah, the best. Texas Margarita. And and it was uh, sponsored by El Himador, and I apologize because my phone is ringing. Um, it was sponsored by El Himador, and that was a uh, a pretty, I mean, a pretty impressive contest to win, because how many bartenders or mixologists were involved in it from the very beginning? Was it just anybody over town could, could, uh, yeah, actually, could enter? They don't. Uh, they didn't tell me that much information, but I mm -hmm. do know that in the beginning, we were 20 <clears throat> between Houston and Dallas. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think anybody can submit or right, like right. some of well. the main accounts from Himador, they're invited. Yeah. So the initial selection process, uh, I'm not sure exactly what was uh, the criteria. Well, I'm telling you, uh, it's an impressive thing, uh, you know, to to win. And so I'm really excited about this. Now, how much of the secret of this are you going to actually share with us? I have no problem sharing my. Oh, okay, good. See, this is this I'm is. I'm here good. to teach people. I, I love, love training it. bartenders, love teaching it. people. I love it. All right, so we're going to get to that coming up a little later in the show. We also have a. Uh, uh, you know, a re the return, of course, as we do every week, of the uh, most popular segment here on Smoking and Toasting. It's something we do later in the show, and it's a little something called Drinking News. And this week's Drinking News teaser headline, <laughs> The genius of New York Yankees fans knows no bounds. And I'm not a New York Yankees fan, so for me to admit that is... You'll want to hear this story. I'm just is this saying. going to make us fans of New York Yankees fans? It might make yeah. It, it's 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 entirely possible that you'll Which become is distinguished, a fan distinguished distinguished from fans of fans of the New York Yankees. Of the yeah. Yankees, yes. yeah. It, it, I'm almost certain you'll become. Well, I don't know. It is it is a little polarizing, <laughs> but I will say that I sort of became a fan of at least one New York Yankees fan. And he's the one we'll be telling you about on today's drinking. News. Nice. So, uh, so looking forward to that. So, uh, Ian, tell me about your cigar this week. What did you have an opportunity to smoke, sir? It was good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Great. Um, <laughs> okay, we're done with the NPR. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> this week, uh, so uh, usually I get up and have my cigar right before uh, we come right to the, the show. show right? yep. This week I had my cigar on Thursday, ah. where I pod crashed a one Mr. Alan Denny and uh, Doug Messinger. Nice. Um, doing their um, Ash and Mash podcast. I was mm -hmm. on an episode of that. If you listen to last week's episode, I was actually on the one that aired last week. Was that um, the one you crashed? It was a lot of fun. No, no, no. The one that I crashed will be aired this week or the uh, week after. Okay, so you were on and then you came back again unannounced. Right, right. Gotcha. And I came back because they had Aganorsa Leaf in the house. Oh. I love Aganorsa. And uh, the president of Aganorsa Leaf was there, Mr. Oh. Fernandez himself. Nice. And if you remember... We had a rep from uh, Aganor Salif that came on the show. was one of our earliest cigar reps, mm -hmm. and he was here in the studio. We didn't actually get to ha have Did, a cigar we didn't get to with smoke him. with him. Yeah, but uh, but it was right before they changed their name from Casa Fernandez to Aganor Salif. Right. And uh, and he talked a bit about that. It was really interesting because he's you know AJ Fernandez's name is so big it was right. causing it was a, lot a lot of confusion, confusion yeah. in the sure. in the market. So they just went and their ahead name and, his name is Fernandez too. But right, but it's right. kind of like somebody already had established. Well, he that. mentioned even on the, even on a show he's like in 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 you know in Spanish Fernandez is like Smith. Right, you know, it's, it's like, a it's very common a Spanish incredibly surname. common yeah. name. So so they decided to opt to to change the name to Agnor Leaf, and I talked to him about that and uh, and. Uh, 
that was pretty nice. But he handed me a cigar uh, that I had during the show. Now, I didn't participate in that show. I just hung out in the background and watched them do the show. But I smoked a cigar, and I, and I, I had just lit it. And I thought to myself, why am I not going to go ahead and review this cigar? Yeah, yeah, you should. Absolutely. <laughs> so so nice. I got out my trusty notes on my phone and, and started doing it. So uh, so I, I skipped the first picture because I already had the cigar lit. So you won't actually see a picture of it, but maybe I can find a... Uh, 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 a, a picture of it photo. on a stock photo <laughs> online and post it right here. That's for you, Adam. Right here. You're just giving <laughs> Adam some work. And anyway, so this uh, Agnor leaf that he gave is beautiful. <laughs> the uh, the cigar itself has this beautiful uh, white band on it with silver lettering. A secondary band. Um, it's a box press, rich dark chocolate, smooth, slightly oily, small veins, medium firmness, beautiful brown and silver band on this one, and a small coin band that had two uh, coins on it as well. Uh, the footer covers the remainder of the cigar. And now the first picture that you'll see of mine will not have that footer on it, but it's it's worth uh, looking up. We're a, checking a photo. it out, yeah. So this was the Nicaragua Anniversario Maduro version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, the pre-light sniff on this rich earth mocha coffee and leather. The pre-light draw, leather, earth, coffee, mocha. I think I just said the same thing in two orders. Mm-hmm. But uh, kind of how it hits my palate is how I write it down. So uh, that's that's the way I got it. The uh, initial light on this Nicaraguan soil. So mm. right, that very in the earthy. best way. Yeah. So it had a bit of the Nicaraguan pepper blast, but it wasn't. A huge. Mm-hmm. It, it had this earth in it. More about the earthiness. That yeah. was so good uh, that hit the palate right off the bat. Uh, earth, big mineral spice, pepper. That's what I. That's what I got on the initial uh, light on this. The first third, earthy and rich, rich bitter chocolate layered with leather, and a sweet peppery foundation. Hints of cinnamon, white pepper, and brownie batter weave throughout the palate. Retrohale sweet chocolate, pepper, and dark toast. Solid ash, good burn. Listen, if you guys like. A medium plus cigar that has a lot of sweetness, but also has a lot of spiciness to back up that sweetness. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This thing, sweet and spicy on a second, third. Leather notes are more prominent. Gently charred toast offsets the, the sweet brownie batter and spicy white pepper background. Retro hails dark chocolate, leather, pepper, and a woody note. Solid ash, perfect burn. Nice. You'll see it in that picture over here. <laughs> the uh, last third of the cedar presents itself. Uh, and along with rich earth and leather, keeps the palate interesting. Sweet brownie batter and bitter chocolate are a constant companion. Retro hail of cedar, sweet chocolate, leather, pepper, solid ash, perfect burn. Nice. You're going to buy this cigar for $12 ish. Huh? This is not a cheap cigar, and it's not a huge cigar either, but it burned for a solid hour um, easily. Nice. So. Five point five. You get wow. you get a little, a little bit more, more than, than you're what you paid for, for, even so at twelve dollars. At a twelve buck cigar, that's not bad at all. It was absolutely fantastic. And then you know, part of <clears throat> part of enjoying a cigar like that is enjoying your environment too. So I was sitting in the uh, in the Vinyl Draft Cigar Lounge, which is mm-hmm. a beautiful cigar lounge, by the way. If you're ever in the Kima area, yeah, I'm a little I'm a little uh, um, you know jealous of those guys because they can smoke on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. which we can't do. In yeah, and no, it's a beautiful, here. beautiful cigar lounge too. We got to get out chairs. more, right? And then um, <laughs> and then uh, on top of that, I'm sitting there with the. the the man who created this cigar, on yeah. the, and it's just, and he's so nice. The uh, rep was absolutely nice, so we had just such a nice time. And then, then that guy Alan was there too. He's the nice Fernandez. <laughs> so, so, you know, we've heard stories about my hero, 
AJ Fernandez not not being as pleasant. Hmm. You know, it's, it's weird though because we met him once. He was very pleasant. And he's when we very met nice. Him. Of course, we had to have. He doesn't speak English, so we, we did have a translator, a translator. So he could have yeah. said. Yeah. Whatever, yeah. But he did it with a, with a very nice, you know, how you doing and a handshake. Mr. So. Fernandez, I love your cigars. Uh, what's Spanish for screw you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. But no, he was he was really nice to us, uh, even with the translator and everything. We had yeah, a short was, conversation that day. It was very was nice. Super cool. We met him at Stogie's. It was it was a fun a fun day for us. But we had a good time. Mr. Fernandez from Agnor Salif was also he was so incredibly yeah. nice and just just an earnest guy. Well, I thought maybe you could open up our first beer while I tell you about the cigar that I smoked this week. Kind of an unusual one, a very unique cigar. I smoked the Drew Estate Undercrown Sun Grown 2021 Dojo Dogma. And uh, it's a very unique cigar. As I said, it's almost as thick as a nub, Mm. but it's box-pressed. So I think... Uh, or at least I thought when I uh, when I started the the, uh, the to smoke it, I thought this may be the thickest box press cigar that I've ever smoked. Uh, the original Underground Dojo Dogma was a Maduro cigar, and a collaborative project between Drew Estate, online retailer Smoke In, that's in I N N, and the popular website Cigar Dojo. Uh, then last year, Drew Estate, Drew Estate released its cousin, this uh, Sun Grown Dojo Dogma. Right. That's. Because, of course, they use the medium brown Ecuadorian Sumatra sun-grown wrapper. The binder is a Connecticut stalk-cut, cured, sun-grown Habano leaf, and the filler tobacco, all Nicaraguan. It's listed as being 5 by 54 but because of the shape, the cigar feels a lot thicker than that, uh, just because the sides are square. Pre-light sniff and the cold draw were both all about barnyard, which surprised me a little. Because sometimes I think Nicaraguan cigars, of course, the sun-grown wrapper maybe uh, had a lot right. to do with that. But uh, sometimes Nicaraguan cigars, I'm expecting more you know, earth and leather and, mm-hmm. and maybe even chocolate. Uh, it was very grassy, the vibe of damp hay, which is not mm-hmm. an unpleasant smell. No, not but at it's all. It's very distinct. If you've, uh, ever, if you've ever been out on a farm or farmland area and gotten up in the morning and you smell that. That, that yeah. damp hay in the right. air, it's actually really pleasant. The only time the damp hay is not pleasant is if it's damp because the horse peed on it. That would be the that would be the unpleasant <laughs> that, yeah. damp Mucking hay. out the yeah, uh, yeah. But, stall uh, is not all but, that fun. Yeah, but I digress. Anyway, uh, I used a uh, punch and uh, lit the cigar, and it was about then that I remembered that I actually have had a cigar this size and shape, and it was also a Drew Estate smoke. The Acid Deep Dish which is one of their infused cigars, Okay, I've is exactly like that. It's square, and it's 5 by 55. I actually looked it up to make sure I was right about the dimensions, uh, and I was. It's also <coughs> 5 by 54. Like, anyway, we got to use this mold for something. Yeah, right. So this one's not <laughs> infused, and I'm expecting the Nicaraguan Pepper Blast, and I didn't get one. So you can thank Drew Estate for you guys not getting my bad Barry Gibb impression this week. <laughs> and, so and, bad. And I know, and, and you could put a stop to it. That's, That's so the bad. thing. One of these you, days, you could end it. I've got to, yeah, I've got to, yeah, I've got to plug in my computer and start doing some recording. <laughs> I, I did get some pepper though, red pepper, and some other spice that I finally identified as nutmeg. I was like, is that cinnamon? Like um, sometimes, uh, you know, you're you're getting a hint of something. You're it's trying, hard to parse trying it out. to, yeah, yeah, parse it out. I, I, I finally went with nutmeg. Uh, really, was just those two notes at first, but as the cigar warmed up, I got some leather and a little bit of cedar. Moving into the second third. I started to pick up some minerality, which is kind of interesting in a cigar. Used to it more in a spirit, <laughs> right, but, uh, right. but in a cigar, kind of interesting to get. And there was a note that was kind of like dried oats. You know what? 
like oatmeal smells mm-hmm. like if you just open up the mm-hmm. the round right, right, top right, right. and just smell the oats. Uh, there was also leather and white pepper on the uh, retro hail. Um, the ash held on spectacularly. And I thought it was going to be real flaky at first, but it held on like crazy. And as you can see in this photo, um, <laughs> it, it was about to burn the first band. So I, uh, I tipped it off and removed the band so I could keep <laughs> nice. on smoking. Uh, in the final third, uh, the red pepper continued, but it mellowed out somewhat. I got notes of buttered toast and almost a caramel-like sweetness along with more oats. Construction on the cigar was quite good, which is, I think, pretty impressive given the uniqueness of this really thick square box press. I did one touch-up, which is not bad, again, considering the shape. It was medium-bodied. I thought maybe even just slightly less than medium, but it was still enough to uh, leave a little bit of that tang on my tongue that I I kind of enjoy. The Sun Grown Dojo Dogma is available nationwide. It was originally uh, only a limited release through uh, Smoke In, but now it's available nationwide. I got mine at the Humidor at Specs in Midtown Houston, so if you want to try one of these, you should be able to find it. Ultimately, I liked the cigar, although I didn't like it quite as much as I love just a good Undercrowned Maduro. That that mm-hmm. Maduro, about the, uh, such a good probably cigar. one of my all-time favorite cigars. Such it's a so good, good. one. Uh, it was a nice change of pace for me, though. Even though it has uh, quite a bit of Nicaraguan tobacco, it was very different from most of the Nicaraguan cigars that I usually uh, smoke. So uh, coming in at ten to eleven dollars, I will give the cigar a, a solid five on the price to quality scale. I will recommend it and say thumbs up. I liked it. Uh, I liked it quite a bit. And, uh, nice. and you know, uh, particularly for a chain, if you like Nicaraguan cigars, but you're kind of in to where uh, what you're what you've been smoking is all kind of got the same sort of vibe and, and flavor combination. This one really is different. So it's uh, it's it's definitely worth checking out. So. Uh, all right. You poured us a beer. Tell us about it. It's a good beer. Oh, see, this NPR thing is not working for me. It's just not working for me. It's good. What are we drinking um, here? So this is the uh, <coughs> the uh, back pew, mm-hmm. and we've uh, we've had some of their beers on the show here. They're mm-hmm. uh, they're here in Houston area. Um, actually, they're I wasted no time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's there like may be over. more in the can. I don't know, but uh, uh. Uh, there, there's a label covering their address. But they're are they? Uh, are, they're, they're they're Houston. Yeah, they're Houston area. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't remember if there was outside. This is called Kingsbrow Fest Beer. Mm-hmm. Crisp malt forward and light on the palate for all day drinking. Dry hop uh, with uh, Hofbrow. Uh, something hops. It's a little hard to read for a bright. It's be in Porter, Texas. Oh, they're Porter, in Porter Texas. Texas. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Um, for bright and grassy aroma, similar to uh, Sauvignon Blanc. Gotcha. Well, hmm. I. I it implies that it's an Oktoberfest, which is good because that's exactly what it tastes like. It has yeah. it has some of that character to it. It's not as uh, spicy is not the right word. It's it doesn't have as much like baking baking spice, baking yeah, I know, spice yeah. kind I know of thing in it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Oktoberfest typically they they go a lot towards the caramel notes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. But this one is this, a this is good though. Like it's it's good up front like right on the uh, initial uh palate it's very malty mm-hmm. and then it finishes with a crisp but not a real hoppy crisp right. just kind yeah. of a crisp slightly bitter uh like like uh slightly bitter <laughs> <laughs> do we know if this is a Our new producers getting yeah. used to showing yeah. me how to do stuff here uh, uh th- but slightly bitter almost like a uh, like a ESB but not as bitter you know right uh, is this? Do we know if this is a seasonal or if it's available year round? 
I don't know. I saw it at the store earlier today. We stopped mm-hmm. at Specs to pick up a few of the things uh, he needed, and it was at the store earlier. So I, I don't know if it's seasonal or not. I would I would think it's a f- because it says fest beer. I would think it's so well, yeah, maybe. it's, it's kind of for the Oktoberfest yeah. season. Yeah, you probably, know, probably I like so. that kind of thing. Uh, it's good. It's very malty. So I, I'm not surprised that you like this because you're you're a very malt forward kind of guy when like it comes to your beer. Beers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Multi beers are delicious, uh, which is uh, <laughs> which makes some sense. Well, we're going to have some interesting ones to try today. Uh, this is the Kingsbrow Fe- uh, Fest beer uh, from Back Pew. Uh, you've also bought along uh, Eleven Below Brewing's 2021 Big Mistake, which is their Imperial Stout, yes. which we'll be getting to, and then uh, something really interesting that I uh, understand. Uh, came from your collection, Roberto. Yes, yes. Uh, the uh, Prairie Artisan Ales Double Dunk Imperial Stout. This is the beer that's brewed with Oreo cookies. Yes. Nothing. It, you would have to really go out of your way to mess up something brewed with Oreo cookies. Like, Hell yeah. I'm, I'm expecting yeah. this to be Oreo quite cookie good. flavor. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like it's just hard to go wrong. It with. really is. It's they just, have, it's just they have another one called uh, Old Fudge or Fudge, something like that. It's mm-hmm. a brown. Brownie. Brownie batter, Prairie, brownie Prairie batter. Artisan Ales, which I believe is out of uh, Oklahoma. Um, oh, it's here in Houston. Oh, do they do they have a brewery here? It's uh, yeah, it's in like Hunts uh, Huntsville or something like that. Oh, no, this says brewed and bottled by Krebs Brewing, Krebs, Oklahoma. Hmm. This one, really? Yeah, because uh, we've had we've had Prairie Artisan Ales on the show before, and I thought they came from Oklahoma, I, which always kind of surprised I me because I don't <laughs> think I just don't think of Oklahoma. Are you thinking of as being thinking really... of um, uh, uh, the one in Conroe uh, uh, of uh, Ingenious? No, that's an humble. Go oh, north, sorry. even further. Um, uh, Southern Star. Southern Star. This is, yeah, is my what you think. It's been a day, you know. It's, <laughs> it's, it I've had those days. Ian can well, tell you it's been a weird day for me. Well, uh, it's about to get weirder because you're on smoking and toasting. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, no, but I, I, I don't mean this as a dig at Oklahoma, but I just don't think of it as a place where you would find such a progressive brewery. And by that I mean yeah. Apparently as, as crazy as some of the stuff they do is. But didn't know? we have an article about like there's one town in Oklahoma that has a bunch of breweries and stuff? Was it Oklahoma? Wasn't it? Or know. was it? May have been. May have been. I don't remember now. But uh, anyway, the, whatever whatever's in the water where these guys are, <laughs> prairie it, is. It's, it's pretty interesting because these guys come up with some of the most – Unusually yeah, they're way outside beers. the box. Yeah, the, that they they really are. So I'm very excited to, to try. But I mean, Oreo. That's pretty simple. Yeah, yeah well, but awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, was like, I can't say, wait to try that. The, the awesome factor is off the charts. So they do come with some crazy, like the the their Christmas bombs every every mm-hmm. year. Yeah, the yeah, Christmas yeah. bombs. We've had a few nice. of those on. Those are good. And and I'm, I started to get excited thinking about this because I mean, in the middle of summer, although it is almost September, but in, in the middle of summer. The Oktoberfests start to come out. Yes. And, and then once the Oktoberfests hit, we're not far from the uh, Anchor uh, Christmas Ale, which is one of the things I look forward to every yes. year. And you can tell there. when you walk outside because the weather's turned from being re- lingering around 100 and 105 mm-hmm. to now being a paltry, like you almost need a sweater, 95. Yeah. I was going to say, it's cooled way off to 95 degrees. But mm-hmm. recently, at least our humidity's up. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it was 87%. <sighs> Like yesterday, and it's supposed to rain like every day for the next six <laughs> years. I understand, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so anyway, we got more beer tasting to do. I'm really excited because uh, coming up here in just a couple of segments, we're going to have Roberto make us this margarita. I'm excited to learn how to make it, but even more than that, 
I'm excited to drink it. That's what I'm looking forward to. So so we'll take a break, and we will return. It's Smoking and Toast in this program, all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And we will be right back. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. We are all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. My name is Cruz. My co-host holding the beer, waiting for the sound effect, is Mr. Ian Barry. Welcome to the show. Uh, uh, running the board and behind the cameras, uh, Keegan Lucas is with us. John Lee is here, and Adam, our producer in the cloud. Uh, so thank you to everybody who uh, is part of making this show. I never thought this show would be important enough for this many people to touch it every week. So it's a, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. So uh, welcome back to the program. We are going to uh, bring you drinking news here in just a little bit. We're going to make margaritas here in just a little bit. But first, I thought we should go ahead and, and jump right into the Imperial Stout. Because, you know, why not? It's halfway through the show. Right, Ian? The beer we usually wait for the end. We'll just jump right in here. Because, well, we've, we've had we've had all the beers that, that depends are less on which imperial stout you want to have first. Well, aren't they both about eleven and a half percent? No, this one's eleven point nine. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. And this one is uh, a paltry eleven point nine. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> see. I, I thought thought we were doing okay here. So, all right. So, tell me about this beer. This is uh, from uh, Eleven Below, right? Yes, this is uh, Elembo's 2021 Big Mistake. Apparently, they make a big mistake every year. Right. And so it'll change from year to year. This is a barrel-aged style. I thought style. I made a mistake last year, but I was wrong. <laughs> so this is their 2021 barrel-aged stout, 11.95% alcohol by volume, 69 IBUs. After surviving a hell of a year, Big Mistake is back in action for the sixth vintage. This hot rod stout idled in a 65-35 blend of mm. yellow rose distilling rye. And bourbon barrels before uh, before being permitted for awesome. Mm-hmm. I like the way they go about it. Uh, well. Drink it like you stole it and tell your mom we said hey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's, that's literally reading it. Eleven Below is fun. I've actually been yeah. to their brewery. It's hot. <laughs> yeah. It's, very, like, it's just is a it warehouse. Hot like Brash? Yeah, it's oh like my God, Brash. It's just is like hot. the hottest brewery I've ever been to. <laughs> it's a. But they're, it's a real cool area, and the, the people there are real nice. Uh, I like a lot of their beers, man. I think, like, I've talked about them on the show. I think they they can't do much wrong, man. Their Oktoberfest is outstanding. Their mm-hmm. Oso Bueno is outstanding. Mm-hmm. They got a beer called Taco Tuesday. They don't really yeah. like that much, but they have a beer called Taco Tuesday, and so that's outstanding. Hipster sauce is pretty good. I like hipster sauce. Hipster, hipster sauce, sauce if you like the, yeah, <laughs> if you like the kind of uh, lighter IPA, they got a, they got a bunch of stuff. Well, this smells like like a, a you opened up a bottle of maple syrup, yep. and it had some syrup. beer in it. Is what it <laughs> smells like, you know? It's just it's so boozy and mapley on the nose. Why don't we age maple syrup in beer? Mm. I don't know mm. because that would make my pancake That's gonna much make more the exciting. Pancake experience is going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, so my first surprise though when I taste this is I was expecting one of those. Really thick mouthfeel imperial stouts. It's not quite that thick. Mm-hmm. It's more. That's uh, a medium uh, viscosity. It's more of a medium. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also very, um, very date like crushed date. Big yes. time. Mm-hmm. Kind of forward yes. on this, um, and a maple syrup like, and then a bitter, bitter, uh, bitter chocolatey uh, yeah. finish to right. it. It's not coffee. No, no, it's bitter like, chocolate. Like, like usually, you expect coffee. I was expecting coffee, and I got no coffee. Like, I got bitter mm-hmm. chocolate. It's like the 
cocoa nibs, like the actual. Right, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. It, re- it really is. It's very, it's got a very organically chocolate it's, feel. It's interesting it. because it's very sweet up front with the with the fig and the, or the. And then um, the finish is not sweet at all. Yeah, and then the finish is is dry and dark mm-hmm. and rich, mm-hmm. like like a coffee, but not coffee flavored. Right. So agree. It's very interesting. Yeah, I kind of dig it. It's got a little bit of an acidic finish to it, mm-hmm. kind of a cool way. And no chunks, which I uh, am happy about. Mm-hmm. So. I haven't noticed any chunks yeah. in it yet. <laughs> mm. I don't mind chunky beers, though. So they do the big mistake every year. Is it always a stout? It's always an imperial stout. I understand yeah. it's always an imperial stout. A barrel-aged stout. A barrel-aged, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure they changed things. around. Like this one you said, sure. it was yeah. like... Yeah, this is a 65-35 blend of Yellow Rose Distilling Rye and Bourbon Barrels before being permitted for awesome. And actually... The, and this is their uh, sixth one, apparently, so... And apparently they were expecting to do this particular one a year earlier, but Yellow Rose apparently was a no-show, so they had to wait to get the, uh, get the uh, barrels. Uh, Yellow and it took Rose. Them a little, uh, took them a little longer. They didn't show up for our show. Yeah. Twice, twice. Uh, so uh, uh, so anyway. Uh, but by the way, not to be confused with Yellow Rose, the beer that is brewed by Lone yeah. Brewery yes, which in is Magnolia, Texas, which is just a fantastic. You know they do idea. weird stuff there, uh, and I kind of love them for it. But the bottles were always a little different, right? There's a bigger, right. thicker it bottle. It wasn't a, b- a bomber, bomber, not quite a bi- as big and as a it bomber. It came in a was, four pack. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and now it, they've gone to cans. And now they've gone to cans, but they have this weird. Six pack holder, like this kind of pressed, <laughs> it's pressed definitely paper kind it's of. It's definitely thing. recyclable something. Yeah, yeah. But it's got. It's not just it's so paper different. Or cardboard. It's got some elasticity. Like those to guys, it. they just know. have to be like south of normal, you know. Well, and if you look at any of their beer, I mean, Yellow Rose IPA is the only quasi-normal beer I've had from them. The others are outstanding. all I, well, very Well, I've got the Genesis yeah. Relish. Their brown ale is real good, and I got a mm-hmm. six-pack of it last Sorry. week that I've, I think I've got Didn't one left. It's the Nitro one. that was outstanding, yeah. too? Yeah. yeah. They yeah. have the Tornado Shark, too. Yes, yeah, I've, I've had shark, that. That's yes. pretty serious. That's a pretty serious And they're not afraid beer. to do them on Nitro, either. I've had the Tornado Shark on Nitro and the Gentleman's Relish yeah. on Nitro, which are both And we've good. talked about this before, but when we had their brewmaster... On the show, <laughs> he actually brought a beer. And he brought a bunch of beers in crowlers, right? So we wouldn't wouldn't really be able to see what it was. And one of them he pours, he hands it to us, and, and I just absolutely love their beers, right? And Ian and I are sipping this, and both of us are kind of like, "This is okay, but it's not great." Like mm. like all of your other beers are great, and so you're, you're starting to think about, okay. How do you say this when the guy's sitting right there, <laughs> but still be honest, right? Like, and and so I don't remember exactly how we approached it, but I know we were very delicately trying to say, "Yeah, this one's not my favorite of the batch." And he's like, "Yeah, I don't really like this one. Larry. This this one's not." <laughs> that you're good. like, <laughs> we were, "Oh, thank God!" Uh, but uh, but I thought it was I thought it said a lot about their confidence in how good their beer is yeah. that he was willing to do that, right? <laughs> when, he, when 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 he left, I was like. I think that guy was testing us. <laughs> I think he was. He wanted to see if we were just going to kiss his ass regardless, right? right? Like some of them. I, and yeah. then, the, and then, on top of that, he didn't even bring the yellow rose. Mm. In fact, the title of that episode, if you go back and look through the back episodes, is "Best IPA Ever," and they didn't bring it. <laughs> but they, that was, that was I've a had fun some show. good stuff from. The, I remember the, you remember when the conservatory still existed, which was the now is the underground hall in Main Street. Mm, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there was, they had a one of the yellow roses there, like cast condition, infused with oh. jasmine. Oh wow! And it was 
amazing. Now, that sounds like it would either be really good or really awful. Well, it, you know what I mean? I, I thought the same. And the, the For guy, the price of a beer, it's worth trying, though. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, absolutely. And, and it was amazing. I, I just happened to pass by, and, and the, the guy was there. Now, you play in a band that's actually played at the brewery, right? I yeah. have not been to the we'll brewery. We'll be playing up there again, actually, I think in uh, uh, like December? November or December. November, yeah. December yeah. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, I think I invited you out to that. I think you did. So, um, but yeah, the the brewery's really nice, man. They they got this nice like outdoor area. They throw open the, um, they throw open the flaps, mm-hmm. and serve from the bar there. And there's a big outdoor patio stuff like it's really set up. Stage in the corner. It's really nicely set up. Well, they got uh, pretty decent bathrooms and stuff like that for a whole. How many beers area. they have on tap at the brewery? All of them. <laughs> yeah, I mean they have like I was I was pretty amazed at what they had on tap. They had their whole lineup plus some things you can't get. Yeah, that's what like I, was I said. They had the, they had the um, they had the uh, tornado shark on nitro and the gentleman's relish I think on nitro and then they had the regular uh, CO two versions of those as well mm-hmm. and then they had the of course the yellow rose. They had the. Um, uh, they always have funny names for their beers yeah. too. Yeah, I'm trying to think which. I'm and the, great, the, artwork. The, great artwork too. Did they, did they have the neighbor of the beast one or no? Yes, that was, yes. Was that I haven't yes. seen that one in forever. Neighbor I haven't seen one. Maybe yeah. they had, maybe they had, they had a was, bunch of their like beers. It was like six six five or six six yeah. seven. Six, six, seven. Yeah. <laughs> neighbor of the beast. Yeah, I, I remember. That. I used to love that one. I haven't even thought about that beer. That's yeah, great. it's been a while since I thought. But anyway, so they they had they had all the stuff that they have on tap. They're for real. A few things you can't get. So they're for real. And and tornado shark, which is only seasonally available in. Stores, mm. I think they probably, probably and it's way out in the country. It's in yeah. it's in uh, Montgomery County. And, uh, I'll, I'll be Magnolia, right? I'll be coming to see you. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. All right, yes, we're gonna take a break. When we return, it's margarita time, and I'm really excited about this because we really want our guest Roberto uh, Rivas Villar to uh, to make us the margarita that won the competition. I'm very excited. Smoking a toast. You've been sitting there doing nothing long enough there, Roberto. Yeah, it's time time for you to go to work. We'll be right back. (laughs) Welcome back to Smoking and Toasting. We are the program that is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. Ian, before we start this segment and make the margaritas... Have you uh, ever ordered online from Thompson Cigar Company? You ever ordered anything from those guys? So Thompson is owned by the same guys that own uh, Cigars International. Mm-hmm. So they are, uh, in fact, really expanding the CI brand. They have opened a couple of stores up in the Dallas area, uh, of nice. one in San Antonio, and now they're opening two in the greater Houston area. One will be in Katy, and the other was, if I remember correctly, Conroe. Conroe. Yeah, so, Conroe's so getting these are, closer these to are Houston. Both, yeah, these are both, yeah, it's, it's kind of creeping or closer. Houston's getting it? closer to Conroe. Yeah. I'm not sure which yeah. one. Uh, these are both, uh, obviously, Houston suburbs, bedroom communities, and, uh, and really pretty bustling uh, places of Wait, their own For ride. those of you out there that don't understand the subtext of Houston suburb, mm-hmm. that is an hour away. <laughs> it's an hour away, and it is, it is just definitely so you know. its own functional city. It exists just fine yes. without Houston, but it's still part of the greater Houston area. In any case, uh, so they're really expanding the CI brand. Thompson was a smaller company that they acquired, I think, a number yeah, of Thompson years ago. Yeah, Thompson was their own thing. Right. I think started off as a brick and mortar and then did the online thing, right, and right. then they were bought out. And so you've bought from Thompson before. I, I have. have. I don't buy from them often, but I bought from them before. Well, a Memphis woman ordered from Thompson Cigars. And she couldn't believe what she got instead of her cigars. She agreed to tell the story as long as her identity was kept hidden. 
because she said what happened is just too b- bizarre. Her story starts online. She ordered, what? she ordered cigars from Thompson Cigar Company, their fulfillment center in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, which is right, the same place right. that the uh, that the other uh, cigars for uh, for uh, CI come from. So she said a box arrived on the 27th of July at her home. When she lifted it, her first sign all might not be quite right was how heavy they were. She yeah, said, no, a box of cigars. Well, yeah. It's yeah. pretty light. Yeah. Wow, these are heavy, she said. And when I opened it, to my surprise, it was filled with 100 blue Tennessee license plates. This is one of the most random stories what? ever. Yeah. An item many people, by the way, in Shelby County of uh, Tennessee are desperate to actually get. You know, uh, the year that this uh, this year, rather, the state of Tennessee rolled out new plates and they're blue with white lettering. And this rollout caused a giant backlog at the county clerk's office. There have been long lines wrapped around the building of people trying to get their license plates. But a hundred of them got shipped to a woman who ordered cigars instead. <laughs> it's just a, uh, uh, he said, you know. My own license plate expired in July, but because I have two vehicles, I wasn't in a hurry because I don't want to stand in line to get them. And then she gets a box instead of cigars <laughs> of 100 of them. I mean, uh, yeah. 98 of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, she did show the uh, reporters who covered the story the return address on the box, and it was Thompson Cigar Company. Weird. How so, does that even get mixed up? Yeah. Then there was a packing slip. She said it was sealed inside the box underneath the plates, and again... It was from the cigar company listing the order of the cigars she was supposed to have gotten. So the packing slip and the and the invoice says, you know, it's whatever cigars she ordered, but instead it was a hundred Tennessee license plates. So How does that happen? That's very I'll, weird. Well, I'll, she she called the cigar company, told them what happened. Um, she said, well, they, they told her, well, that's impossible. That there's no way. You know, there's no way that you could have gotten license plates from our warehouse. I wonder uh, if there's some inspection stuff that they open packages or something and they're just like... I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> she finally drove the plates to a nearby UPS store, uh, told them what happened, and she said they looked at her like she had a box of rattlesnakes. <laughs> uh, but then again, she was just frustrated. She wanted her cigars, damn it. Not some useless license plates. And Thompson so. didn't back her up on yeah. that? Yeah, well, Thompson said there's no way it could have happened. We don't have we don't cool. have access to any license plates. Couldn't have happened in our factory. Just one of those random, bizarre things. If Leonard Nimoy were still alive, he would be narrating the story on <laughs> what was that strange occurrences uh, show yeah. he used to do on PBS, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, unexplained. Anyway, thought that was an interesting story. Thought you might enjoy hearing. That's it. pretty fun. So, all right, it is Margarita time. Uh, uh, in fact, there needs to be a song called It's Margarita Time. Because there is a great song for martinis. It's Martini Time it's by martini the Reverend Horton Heat. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and at my house, we have either Martini Mondays or sometimes it's Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on what's going on. And uh, uh, that's how my wife knows that I've got the martinis ready. Because I put the, the Reverend song. Horton Heat on. <laughs> it's Martini <laughs> Time. And she's like, oh, yeah. Uh, but there needs to be a good It's Margarita Time song. I don't think there is. There's... There's certainly songs about tequila. I mean, there's a Wasted Away uh, again in Margaritaville song. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's... I, I'm not bashing Buffett, but maybe that's, maybe, maybe we need something else. It's Margarita time. Maybe mm-hmm. you could come up with that. You're, you're a songwriter. Well, I you suppose there's that. that. Mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. write a song about that. All right, so speaking of Margarita time... Uh, what what are you what are you going to school us with? So here, let's let's start with the science behind okay. the the juice that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's something called a process that you guys might have heard of. It's called an um, 
all your sacrum process, right? Uh, which that's a process used to make the cordials and stuff like that. They use sugar with the peels of the fruit to, mm -hmm. to extract the to extract the flavors, yeah. The flavors and the oils and everything. I do something called oleocitrate process, which instead of using sugar, I use acids. Um, and, and just out of curiosity, what put you on to this? Like, was it something, was it something scientific that you knew or read about that caused I, you to think of it this way? So I'm always studying. I'm one of those persons that I, I always, I'm always trying to anything that I teach or anything that I do for bars or the people that I work with or mm -hmm. what I'm hired to do. I try to make it as efficient to the places I can, functional, and of course defy the number one. Make it efficient in a cost weight for the bar, right? Right, right. Uh, and the second one is make it effective and efficient for bartenders. Okay. So one of the biggest problems in the bar industry is how much waste we create mm -hmm. regarding, especially with juices fruit. and fruits. Yeah, sure. Um, you, you probably, you guys, I'm sure you know this, how like you, you, squeeze, you squeeze fresh lime juice. You have one, two days to use that. Mm -hmm. That's it. Right, and, right. and the next day is not even going to taste the same. It's already going to be right. very acid and very... Absolutely. That's why so many recipes always stipulate fresh exactly. squeezed lime juice. And that's because... So uh, limes, lemons, most citrus fruits, they're composed mainly of citric acid, malic acid, ascorbic acid, which is vitamin C, mm -hmm. and succinic acid. Succinic acid is the one that makes oxidation happen. Uh, so, if you can find a way to get rid of that succinic acid, then you have shelf-stable juice. Okay, that makes sense. So, that's how we start. Um, I basically get... This really is science. I mean, he's not is. kidding. Uh, so, I basically, I get a, a, all these limes that I talked about. You, I get all the peel. You got to make sure that you don't get that pith, the, too much the, of the white pith. The white pulpy mm -hmm. stuff. Uh, because that, the pith is going to make it very bitter. So you mm -hmm. you need to have a find a good peeler that just takes the the very just the Outside peel. Edge, uh -huh. yeah. So then um, I do an extraction process with citric acid and malic acid for about three hours. Uh, then with there's I tried many different formulas. I tried different uh, ratios and stuff. I finally came to the one that I liked for myself. I I have three different recipes that I use for different purposes. Um, but there's one that is right in the middle that I use most of the time, which mm -hmm. I use a ratio of, uh, so let's say if I have 20, 25 grams of lime peel, I use 0.4, um, like a times 0.4 ratio of citric, citric acid and 0.312 of malic acid. And then water, whenever I'm done extracting, mm -hmm. I do times 14, which you start in grams. So 25 grams, uh, then you would have 250, uh, like about 350 milliliters of, of water that you add, that you blend everything, and then you filter mm -hmm. it, and you have your lime juice. It's so All metric. Right. So there's so much science here. I feel like I almost have to inject a conspiracy theory to counter it, <laughs> right? Right. So I'm thinking that maybe the—which uh, was the acid that, that oxidizes— uh, succinic acid. Yeah, I'm thinking the government puts that in the fruit <laughs> in order to track you. That's right. It puts micro-sized little AI <laughs> devices in your bloodstream and tracks you. Yeah, that's right. So Okay, that's ridiculous. I, I, no, I believe it. <laughs> I believe it. You need to go on coast to coast. Oh, yeah, I do. 
I do. With George Norrie I'll be, or I'll be on Sean Hannity or tomorrow. whoever's on there now. I'll be on Sean Hannity tomorrow night with my, with my theory. So The, the cool uh, thing about this is that you can keep that juice for a long time. Right. So so you're successful in doing this. You, you basically are able to remove the acid that causes the oxidation. Exactly. So it is more shelf-stable. Way that's, more shelf-stable. That's your first secret, right? I want you guys to try this. Okay. You have one already. So uh, when I when I walked in and I saw you dancing around and, and waving your arms with your headphones on the other day, this is what you were doing? <laughs> when was this? <laughs> Just I was like, wait. No, that, that was called... I liked it in his mind. He's like, there's a possibility. There's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a slight possibility. Yeah. And that was actually called the Macarena. That's <laughs> what that was. Uh, so, uh, so, all right, so what are we... T- is this your juice with the... I think it would be funnier if I just give you random juice and then you guys have to tell me. <laughs> he's he's like doing the uh, the lone pine thing where he's trying. And to everybody's got mine. Tastes like to, orange. Trying yeah. to see if we're full of what it, right? Th- I mean, it tastes like juice. I love the tartness of it. Right. Now I want you to try this one. Okay. We need three on that side, and we need one here. Okay. So the first one, and now we're trying the second one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so is the second one actually just fresh wheat slime? Yes. And the first one was super juice. Super juice. Which, by the way, it there's no way you can completely stop the effect of time mm-hmm. in juice, but just. To put in perspective, that juice was made a little bit over two weeks ago. The super juice. Yes. That's crazy. Wow. That's nuts. All right. So the super juice, I can see why you kind of call it that, not only because it can store longer, but it also feels like it's a little, the, the lime effect is a little more concentrated, the tartness. Yes. And a little more concentrated. What this I love using super juice. This is not my thing at all. Mm-hmm. I don't want anybody to think that I came up with this crazy. This actually, you can attribute it to a bartender. Named Nickel Morris, um, he's very widely known for starting this in the bar industry. I like Nickel Moore. I like that thrift shop song he did. Remember that that rap song? <laughs> really, I didn't. Even no, know. it's Macklemore. I'm sorry. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> my That's bad. a different Moore. That's a, my bad. No, it's my bad. Nickel Morris, and he Nickel Morris. Okay, oh, I got a little uh, a little uh, little pulp. I was enjoying that pulp. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, he's the one who's attributed to starting this trend in the bar industry. Of doing the super juice. Exactly. And uh, I learned, like I said, I, I always try to stay, stay on top of my Of your things. trends. Yeah, yeah. What's going um, on? And most of all, try to make things effective and efficient for uh, the people that I work for and that hire me. I'm very lucky, very lucky that the people that I work right, with right now, which is the people from Wild, mm-hmm. it's in the Heights. You should totally check that place out. Uh, yeah, they got another one coming up on uh, what, Montrose, Richmond, right? No, Montrose. 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 They're so amazing, and they keep they they just like they they like they just take my like I want to do this. Okay, ready to go? Do your they thing. really support your creativity? Yeah, they, That's awesome. It's amazing, and they all are amazing people. I love working with them. It's like a like a small family that I have there. And I, I went in there to hang out one night, and everyone up there loves them. They're all like, oh, you know him? Oh, yeah. You know him? Stuff like that. You <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. yeah, we're buds. We're buds. We're tight. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, if you haven't been there, anybody, I totally suggest uh, visiting. Yeah, pretty we, cool little bar. We have uh, anything hemp, like regarding the hemp product mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. category. Right. Good cocktails. You don't have to hemp, by the way. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. I mean, you can. Yeah, it's, can. it's available there, but you don't yeah. have to. That's yeah. what I'm I just saying. don't. I just don't want them in my beer. They just well, they, they, they're two great tastes. That's, that's that why I'm saying that they don't put that together. in everything. Like yeah. you ask yeah. for it. <laughs> you, yeah, yeah you, you have to. And we even have a dispensary side where you can buy the actual butt. Yeah. Okay. Well, good. Good to know. So then the super juice is what what you're leading up to here. I think is yes. that this is what you use in the margarita. This is what I used, and there's a reason. Um, so there, nothing ever is gonna substitute fresh squeezed juice. That's the minimum standard, you know. Yeah. But there's actually some benefits in. So I think my myself personally that super juice makes cocktails shine a lot more. It brings some things that you cannot find whenever you use, especially the one day old. Lime juice, or right, right, right. Because you said you had to pre-prep a lot of the stuff for yes. that competition, so, and that's why I right. did this because I need that. Mm -hmm. I needed that little edge. And yeah. when you go to a bar and order a margarita, I don't think I've ever, except maybe at Anvil, seen them actually stand there and, and yeah. well, let's, squeeze. Let's the talk line, a little right? comparison about these two samples for for just a moment. Like the first sample you gave us, tastes pretty close to fresh squeeze. Like I would have guessed. Mm -hmm. Uh, until I tasted the fresh squeeze, and there is definitely a difference. But I gotta say, this is this is a difference of say ten, fifteen percent. This is not like the difference in that squeezy bottle that you get that's shaped, the like, shaped a lime. like a lime. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the like because that stuff's like forty right. percent, maybe different. Less. Yeah, yeah, less. It's yeah. way different. And, it's not good. And most of the bars that do craft cocktails themselves, they get will. I've been part of that. Like, we get the Specs lime juice, which is pasteurized. But, I mean, it helps a little bit, but but still, man, it's... It, it's still an off it's, flavor it's or off. not like, quite. It's still not quite we, like fresh squeeze. That's why... Not at all. Yeah. Uh, so That's why every recipe you go to for a margarita, doesn't matter what all they want to put in it, fresh. they're recommending fresh Absolutely. Squeeze, lime and juice. you got to keep in mind also that this juice was made... A little bit over two weeks ago. Even when that's I that's crazy. Even if I make a margarita with like a mix, and there's nothing added to this, I still use a lime. Yeah. All all I do is do my extraction, which is the oleocitrate process. Mm -hmm. Then at the right ratio of water, I blend everything. I filter it. I do as light. This is very important. I do as light filtration. I don't do like a coffee filter filtration because you want some of those a little. little of the pulp, you want because that's going to give you body. Got if it. not, you're going to end up with this super thin. All right. So you're doing this because you're making these in mass quantities. And there's right? another factor. I needed that little edge because I knew f for a fact, almost for a fact, that nobody would use this. And their margarita was going to be sitting there for hours and hours and hours oh, and hours. So yeah, smart thinking. Mine was never going to was never going to change. Right. All right. Smart thinking. So it's much more stable. Waste more, like way more stable. Like the, the I know for a fact because I've done it. Like I've been in this industry for about ten years. Mm -hmm. When back in that time, I, I was not sure what was the deal, right? But uh, I know for a fact that within two three hours, your cocktail is not going to taste the same whenever you pre-batch it. Sure, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, so then what? Uh, then we're gonna try our margarita. Let's do that. Uh, that was the part I was hoping he would say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's I'm what seeing, you've been getting I'm at. Seeing, all this time. I, I'm looking at his little table, which is mm -hmm. kind of down below where the camera goes. But I can see all kinds of interesting stuff, including, by the way, can I show this? Off? Yeah, absolutely. 
I don't know how practical this is, but this is in fact the coolest strainer that, that I have ever seen. Is like oh my nine God, that's kinds awesome. of badass. Yes, yeah, that is just so cool. <laughs> you were telling me you got this to do for for your YouTube channel. For my channel. YouTube channel, yeah, yeah. That's so smart. I would be like, check out that guy's strainer. Oh my God, <laughs> it's so good. Anyway, uh, there's another important part to the margarita. So what I wanted to do the something. The strainer. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I wanted to do something interactive and fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the people, and I thought that was going to make a big difference because um, that's that's what people like. No? It brings a level of yeah, involvement. Sure, sure. Interactive. Right. Pulls them in. So I really wanted to create a unique margarita where you would, if I give you the margarita itself, you would be, okay, this is this is the standard for a Tommy's kind of style margarita. I don't use any Cointreau or Triple Sec or anything like mm-hmm. that. I want you to try this margarita and be like, okay, this is what a standard margarita should taste like. But then whenever you inject that venom thing... Oh. I want you to have Inject a... Inject the venom. Yeah. This is what he's talking about here. Oh. These are sitting on this table, I can see, waiting. <laughs> so you got to... I don't see any of that. You have all the fun stuff by you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so I wanted it to be a completely different thing. Like, once you do that, I don't want you to take... I don't want it to be like, oh, this is no. a completely different cocktail. I don't know what that stuff is, but it looks like Bloody Mary mix is what it looks I'll, like. How about I give it to you guys, and then I'll tell you guys what. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Fair enough. Let's try it. Let's start. After you've... Tried the Kool-Aid, so to speak. Yeah, yeah well, I've already yeah. had the lime juice, which was just <laughs> darn good. So. Right? Let's start right. with a little bit of lime juice. Um, okay. So let's do a little bit of a big batch. So um, normally what I do, I do one ounce of lime juice. Mm-hmm. In this case, let's do two ounces to make the equivalent to, to margaritas. Okay. Then let's do half an ounce per margarita. In this case, we're going to do one ounce. Of lemon juice. All right, so the lime juice so that lime you used, was that fresh squeezed or was that your super juice? No, my super juice. Okay, gotcha. And this is going to be. Did you do that the same thing with lemon? Lemon, yes. So lime super juice and lemon super juice. But this, there's a trick to this one. Uh, what I did for the competition, I wanted to make it a little bit interesting and add a little bit of orange. So the lemon juice, I made a mix between uh, orange peel and lemon peel. Oh, nice. To make it just so it's got a little orange to it because you're not using contro or or nothing like or, that. Uh, and it, typically, it, I don't. And whenever you come to a bar and ask mm-hmm. for a margarita, I my margarita is more towards a Tommy's style margarita. Okay. Yep. Yep. And then let's go to the agave. Which this agave normally, nectar is that what it is? Yes. Okay. And typically depends on everybody's like on your taste, but. Um, for a good margarita, you would do between 0.75 and 1 ounces of agave nectar. That's up to you entirely. Different and that's your sweetness right there, right? Yeah, yeah. that's going to be your sweetness. Let's see. What do we get here? So a lot of people, I think, would use like a simple syrup or something. So you're just yeah. using the agave nectar, nectar instead, right? I think for a margarita or... or yeah, why not add that? Because mm-hmm. it's the guy, so it makes sense, right? Yeah, it's like for any. What's happening with this? Is the top still uh, affixed? I think there's like this little thing. Oh, uh, it's in the way. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yummy. <laughs> Let's make it. A... There we go. All right. That comes out of there like glue. <laughs> Love it. Now we're gonna do the the fun part. That would be the tequila. The booze. <laughs> I think there's if you ever go to a bar and they give you a margarita where they use 1.5 ounces of margarita, mm-hmm. of margarita oh, tequila? Of tequila, return it. 
<laughs> well, you know what? What uh, I'll do, like, uh, if my wife and I are at like a concert or or uh, someplace where it's just like the uh, a baseball game, something like that, we just go ahead and order the the uh, margarita and then a shot of tequila on the side and pour the tequila in the margarita, so it's so it's strong enough. So let's see. Sometimes I'll do a topper. I'll do a, a graminier or oh, yeah. Yeah, that's something's smart. real nice with it. By the way, it makes that margarita at a baseball game cost $48.67. Yeah. <laughs> but it is, it is a better margarita. Except for if you only brought cash. Then you have to go over to the cash machine right. and reverse your cash reverse back your into cash some back kind back of card, yep, yep, which they will not only charge you for, but then right. you can go back over. Oh, yeah. It's like it's like my favorite thing in Vegas is in the casinos they have all those things where you can get cash from your credit card. Yeah. Except there's like a you know thirty percent it's charge nuts. to get it. It's just stupid. Uh, but anyway. So you know if you go to the uh, Renaissance Festival and you go to the cash machine, ye old cash machine is ye what they call it. Ye old day cash machine. Um, it's nine dollars per transaction, and they give you a hundred dollar limit per tra- transaction. Oh yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so you have to keep going back and back and back. Now, Roberto, uh, let me ask you this about shaking the margarita. Yes. How many? How how much is too much in terms of shaking so, it? This is what you got to think about um, when when you're shaking a cocktail. Mm-hmm. You got to think about the fact that you are chilling, of course, the, mm-hmm. the cocktail, but you are adding water. You're diluting, yeah. right? Yeah, you're diluting. So mm-hmm. that's why it's very important to know exactly what are you making and what are you looking for. Um, let's see if I can put some ice in here. Um, I would say a good rule of thumb typically, first of all, this is very important. You always build your cocktail in the small tin, never on the big one. And then I'll, t- I'll give you an example why. Um, once you have your contents, you fill all the way up with ice. Not like here, not here, all the way up. Okay, and then you dump it into the big one. Yeah, well, I typically what I do in the bar setting. But right, you 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 put them together with each other. Right, and shake. exactly. Yeah. And um, so I would say a good rule of thumb would be eight ten eight to ten seconds. Okay, eight to ten seconds. And is that good for pretty much any shaken uh, drinks? Yeah, for the most part, you're looking for that. Um, you know, always a good rule of thumb. Most of the time, not always. There's exceptions. But anything that has citrus or juices, you're going to shake. Right. Um, otherwise, the, you don't, like, I'm a big anti-shaking martini person. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, you know, we learned that a while back. I stir well, my martinis now. So I started stirring, and then we had Chris uh, Morris on again, and he said, if you like a dirty martini, go ahead and shake it. Yeah, that, that's so. a good that's a good rule. And I always make dirty ones, so... Yeah, I've been stirring my martinis ever since uh, we had that martini showdown. Mm-hmm. That was great fun, by the way. I think we got this. Okay. All right, so I want you guys to have a little sip. Okay. Now, this is the completed margarita, right? That's the... So mar- this is your completed standard, standard margarita. margarita. Okay. We haven't added the sauce. Man, that's good, though. It's just very straightforward... Flavors are right up front. Exactly, and it tastes so fresh too. Like mm-hmm. that's why precisely I don't like adding that much. Like you know, that orange pops out of there. Yeah, it's so oh, no, nice. you totally did. Yeah, and that's just because you combined a little bit of orange. Exactly, uh, orange peel, orange zest. Is the orange one? peel? Yeah. Okay. When I was doing the lemon super juice, mm-hmm. it's half lemon and half orange. So it's well, half and it half pops out. It's real good. Yeah, it really makes it good. Now, 
He doesn't like to add too much stuff, but look at this. So I wish I'm gonna give you guys a, a, a picture, but so the way I served this margarita was in a cup, in a glass, you know, a big glass, and then that thing was right in, just sticking stuck, into just it. stuck in there. Nice. And then um, so people would see it like I wanted that visual impact. So you people know, did this everyone themselves, else then. that was making margaritas looked over and went, "Damn it." Yeah, I'm gonna get the visual, right? You want me? You want me to be super honest with you? Yeah, I was terrified. Really? I was terrified because, so this whole competition, they told us, you know, you have a big table, you have a big space, and everything. It's up to you. You bring all the production that you want. You can bring. If you want to bring a freaking zoo with you, bring <laughs> a zoo. Uh, so I was like, when the uh, people were here from uh, um, margaritas uh, and parakeet uh, from Florida Kanye Rum, they bought a they brought a volcano. That mm -hmm. was kind of cool. You you could bring anything. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> so my team, uh, Kevin, Dutch, and I, we show up. We have our table and we have a little wild sign with us, and and then I start seeing all the others. <laughs> And these guys, they brought like a huge freaking half of a car, like which was their bar, and, <laughs> and then I start, I start freaking out. I'm like, I'm like Kevin, oh, no. I'm like Kevin, oh, you gotta do something, bring some gift cards or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was, and, and and I remember he was so cool to me. He was like, Roberto, come, come down. <laughs> they came to try margaritas, not to the circus. <laughs> so I was, like, I was like, okay, okay. Let's get this going. So I, I brought a TV with me, too, because I, I made a video of all the process. Mm -hmm. My iPad was not working with the freaking... And I ended up just putting my iPad on the table, showing the video over and over again. Well, clearly it worked because you won the competition. It was. I and then I started getting into the flow of it, and yeah, I was like, just yeah. started talking right, to people. Right. So now, so now, what do we do? So, because I'm going to drink this all like in yeah, it's I want you, I want you to try because this is going to be the equivalent for a whole margarita, and we're not doing a whole margarita. Okay, so I would say try to put a little bit like about this much, and then adjust to okay, your taste. So about, so about that much. Mm -hmm. I'll hand these over and make sure you mix it very well with the with the margarita. Okay, so when you say mix it, do I want to stir it? What do I do? Yeah, I stir it a little bit with the you with can the tip use the, of the uh, of of the syringe. Yeah. So you said about that much, about yeah. maybe like half an inch. Let's see a little bit, a little bit more. A little more. How's that? I about think right? that's good. That's about that right. About right. Yeah. Now mix it very well. And what what are we injecting this with? Oh, you're not gonna tell <laughs> us yet. Okay. All right. If you Put think it that it needs a little up. bit more, feel free to add a little bit more. Well, I'll have to taste it first before I can. All right, but it doesn't that. change the nose a whole lot, right? No. Now. Mm. Oh my God! Let's add some spice. Yes, some zing, some spice for sure. So it's not far off because I said it looked like a, like a Bloody Mary mix. That's that's what it's reminiscent of in in oh. the actual margarita. I love the spice in it. It's, I don't usually like spicy drinks, but this is... See, I'm with you, but this isn't overwhelming. It's enough to, exactly. to tickle the senses, but it doesn't turn it into a spicy drink. It's like a citrus spice kind of thing. You oh, know how right, citrus right. can wanted, sometimes be spicy on its own? I wanted to cater to every palate because typically you go and have cocktails that I'd say they're spicy. They're either way too spicy or it's not for everybody. I wanted to make something for everyone. You know, everybody would be able and to. And this totally works. See, I wouldn't want any more than what's there. Exactly. You know, that's that's right. That's like the balance there. So what happened is that I wanted to make this 
this thing where I wanted to make something completely different, some something that nobody does. You can see all the cool spaces floating around in there. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Makes uh, it look fun. It's you know how people, everybody in margaritas, they all go nowadays. Everything is cucumber. Everything is mango. Yeah, and, right, right. So I was like, I want to stay away from that. I want to make something that is completely different. So I love and very Texas, by the way. Very Texas, spicy, yeah. And so I'm from Mexico originally. We use tamarind a lot. We love mm-hmm. tamarind. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So what I did, I was like, I want to make a tamarind-style margarita with uh, some spices and stuff. So I called it Margarita al Pastor. Mm. <laughs> so that, nice. that, was the name, that's, that was the name of the margarita in the nice. competition. Nice. Uh, oh, so, that's delicious by itself. So what I did, I started with a, I went and bought these huge bricks of tamarind. It's just basically peeled tamarind put in a block. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I started cooking all that stuff with the water. Then I added chile uh, guajillo, chile ancho, and chile chipotle. Uh, I started you can get a little of that smokiness mm-hmm. in there from exactly. the chipotle, yeah. And then I added a whole bunch of pineapples in there. Started cooking it all together. Um, when I was done... Uh, Pineapples are funny because you can add them to hot sauce, and they do kind of a funny thing. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're not always obvious. They, they enhance the smoky flavors yeah. a lot. So I cooked that for about an hour or so. So then I had to let it cool down. It's the whole process like a three-hour process. I let it cool down. Then I, I one of those big filters that we have for the cold brew, mm-hmm. I run all of that stuff through that cold brew filter. If you've ever had one of those tamarind candies from mm-hmm. the... Uh, from you know, like right by the counter at a at a store, if you're in a Hispanic neighborhood, the ones that kind of had that weird—they're not—they're not, they're not uh, uh, gummy, but they kind of stretch and pull apart. And oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This has a little bit of that in there, and, know, and kind yeah. of the best way, if you know what I mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, which I was. It comes in for. a stick, like a taffy, but it's. Well, I'll tell you this: it makes me want enchiladas. <laughs> oh man, we should yeah. go get enchiladas. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be good? Like just some really good cheese enchiladas yes. with the meat sauce. On is there a bar that is making this right Actually, now? Actually, we're gonna have it as we're gonna have a a riff of it at the new location. Montreux is gonna be on the menu. Mm. Okay, it's gonna be a mix of tequila and mezcal. I was going to ask, with it being the smoky of a drink. And with smoky drinks becoming more be, popular, we tried would you it already. Make it with mezcal. Yeah. We we came up with the recipe already. It's ready to go, and we we thought it was an amazing. Now you made this well with El Himidor. El Himidor that we use the silver. Mm-hmm. You have it here that we use the silver El Himidor, and it was funny because you're like, "This is what I use. I need to get some." I was like, "I got some at the house." <laughs> <laughs> like, this the, is this is a go to. You know, like it's 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 amazing for for yeah, for mixing margaritas. I and find stuff. I find this to be, and I don't mean any uh, anything. Negative to El Himidor, but find it to be a, like a beautiful neutral. Yeah, like it's got a very standard um, uh, tequila flavor, mm-hmm. and it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's not standing out in a lot of other ways, Which and therefore it works really sometimes. well. Yeah. Like, so let me ask you this question about margaritas. I've been at restaurants in the past where they will have margaritas more than one kind of margarita on the menu mm-hmm. and sometimes the more you know the pricier ones will be with a higher quality tequila or it's, a more aged tequila i've ridiculous. always thought that it doesn't make a difference uh when you go to a margarita that you're really almost wasting like a good añejo tequila uh in, in a margarita but at the same time often those margaritas are 
better tasting than the lesser ones on the menu. Yeah. Uh, what, what's happening there if so, it's not the if it's not the age of the tequila? Tequila is a complex, is a very complex spirit and mm-hmm. very artis- like artisan made. So, I don't wanna I don't wanna diss on any anyone or mm-hmm. brands because I've worked with a lot of them. But there are tequilas that they don't follow the good old process of stone stone grinding and right. small batching. So nowadays there's a big because tequila the 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 law in Mexico they allow you to have additives in tequila. Right now that's one of the things that Liliana has taught us is to yeah. always look for like 100% agave. And right. and they'll they'll tell they are agave 100%. But this let's think of tequila as imagine of a beautiful chicken breast right mm-hmm. and you're gonna slow cook it in your in your like crock pot and you're gonna add your herbs and your spices and you're gonna take your time it's gonna be an hour very slowly cooking it right and it's gonna be soft juicy tender mm-hmm. amazing taste like the taste is gonna be amazing so imagine that you just grab that uh chicken breast you throw it into the microwave and you accelerate the process by right and then you have to it's add gonna be as good and then you have to add all that flavor back because right. you got rid of that so that's what a lot of the companies do, which I'm not going to name them. Uh, which where the additives come from that you're talking exactly, about. Exactly, and they add vanilla, a very, very uh, known brand with a beautiful ceramic bottle. Mm-hmm. is known to them, and they sell it very expensive. Yes. They, they are known for doing this. Mm, very interesting. All right, with that, we will take a break, and we will return because I'm starting to, starting to see the, uh, uh, the you know, talk pop up here about, like, Drinking news. Mm-hmm. People are waiting. They're excited about drinking news. And I feel like if I let that build much further, I'm going to completely disappoint <laughs> with drinking news. So nice. we will be right back. It's smoking and toasting. This is a great margarita. And look at all the little, I know, stuff little spices around the and deliciousness. I like it. We'll be right back. So good. In the beginning, Welcome back. It is Smokin' and Toastin'. Our program is all about craft beer, fine spirits, and hand-rolled cigars. And somehow this has become part of the, uh, you know, the the grain, if you will, of uh, Smokin' and Toastin'. Part of the madness. Yeah, it is our... Uh, it, by the way, I, I just wanted to say, um, we this has become probably the most popular segment on the show. And so in order to balance that out, we're excited about something we're going to be debuting uh, once we cross the 300 mark. And it will be, you know, in a perfectly balanced world, this is the most popular segment of the show. It'll be the least popular segment on the show. And that's a little bit called Puppet Smoking Cigars. <laughs> we'll have more for you. Uh, we'll have more for you on that uh, coming up. But right now it's time for the most popular portion of <laughs> the program. It's a little thing we like to call Drinking News. Drinking News. Drinking News. Now it's time for drinking news, drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. A Florida man with one arm said he had a gator for a pet. When asked about his absent arm, he said, uh, I had to take my gator to the vet. Drinking news, drinking news. Now it's time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. 
Uh, well, welcome to Drinking News. This is the segment of the program where we bring you a story from the news that we believe to be true. These aren't from The Onion. They aren't just made up by us. <laughs> it's not, you know, original comedy. The National Enquirer. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, we, we might look the for a story sheets, there. But we, we try to actually look for actual reasonable news and Fox News. So, so we, we, will, we will try that as well. In fact, today's story was actually reported first by Fox News. Oh. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, today's drinking news story actually is almost a drinking sports story. But the person who we're going to tell you about is not an athlete. He's just someone who was attending a sporting event. So technically this still falls under news, I think, rather than sports. That said, there are few teams in baseball as popular or as hated as the New York Yankees. I mean, sure, people hate the Astros because of that sign-stealing scandal that every team does, but the Astros were singularly caught and punished yeah. for. Uh, but most Astros fans in the world live in or around the greater Houston area. Yankees, however, have got fans all over the world. And it's a very interesting fan base. I myself am not a Yankees fan due to the fact that I spent seven years living in Boston. And as you may or may not know, (laughs) the state motto of Massachusetts is, in fact, Yankees suck. (laughs) So so I I have that in my background, right? But even I have to admit that Yankees fans are extremely devoted and sometimes prone to to ingenious ideas. Uh, They were able, for example, to determine uh, that pitcher Roger Clemens was the incarnation of Satan himself when he pitched for the Boston Red Sox. And then, when he left Boston and two years later joined the Yankees, they were magically able to see him as almost Christ-like. Yes, yes, yes. Depends on on which side of the counter you're on. In 2003, when he announced his retirement, Yankees fans cheered him like the baseball messiah they believed him to be. (laughs) Only to decide that he was Satan again when he unretired to pitch for the Astros for a few years. Uh, and by the way, they were right about him the first time. Clemens may not be Satan, but he is kind of a prick. In any event, Yankees fans, kind of like Dallas Cowboys fans, have always had the ability to see things and do things a little bit differently. Dallas Cowboy and, fans are definitely their own brand. Oh, yeah. And sometimes with a bit of creative ingenuity involved, all of which brings us to our story. And although we often show pictures during Drinking News, today we're going to actually do something we haven't done before, which is to show you video of this impressively creative Yankees fan. A real live Flickr show? I will hold my iPad up to the camera, and hopefully Adam in the cloud can actually you know, substitute it for the actual video in post-production. And for audio only, Josh, let me tell you what this video is going to show. The unidentified New York man was taking in the Yankees-Mets game at Yankee Stadium, and he treated himself, just like I enjoy doing, to a hot dog and a beer. But unlike the way I usually consume them, this fan came up with a new and different way to enjoy his snack. He's seen in this video, shot by someone a row or two behind him, using his straw to poke a long, thin hole all the way through the length of the hot dog. After which, he proceeds to use the wiener itself as the straw <laughs> to drink his beer. And now I'm going to actually show this to the camera. Maybe you guys can see it as it goes up this there. This is just a I'm guy. I'm just playing this off a of Twitter feed here. So, uh, so here we go. This is just... <laughs> Why? That's insane. <laughs> I... Okay, he, he looks like he's done this before. 
I'm sure he has. Like this is not a first time. I'm thinking he's got a method. Right. I'm thinking you're probably right. Well, that's right, my friends. He turned his hot dog into a processed meat straw <laughs> and sucked the beer out of his cup through the wiener as he enjoyed watching the game. And if you're listening to the show on audio only right now, just just go to YouTube. <laughs> just go to YouTube and type in these four words, hot dog beer straw. And you can uh, oh. witness this creative and dumbfounding what... act for yourself. <laughs> you know, there was there was a time in this man's life where he goes, "I got this idea. <laughs> I got an epiphany. You know, <laughs> you know what'd be cool? I'll admit, despite knowing what they're actually made of, which apparently is lips and assholes, uh, I still love me a good hot dog. I do. Yeah. I can't help myself. Uh, there are, um, you know." There may be no greater combination of flavors in the world than a regular Coney from James Coney Island, which is a chain that I'm sorry to let our listeners around the country know is only available in Houston. And, and, anyone, and somewhat closing down yeah, a little bit, Yeah, I've, I've noticed that. And anyone who listens to the show for more than a few minutes knows very well how I feel about beer. So this is, you know, this is, uh, this is something I'm a fan of. But that said, the idea of sucking your beer through your hot dog seems kind of weird. Some people yeah. thought it was genius, though. Here's a few comments on the video from Twitter. At uh, Lindsay Adler said, The hot dog beer straw man is the boldest example of American ingenuity since Benjamin Franklin <laughs> discovered electricity. <laughs> hot damn, that's more Jack. And Barstool, sneaking a lawnmower. <laughs> Barstool Big Cat tweeted, If you don't stand with hot dog straw guy, then we can't be friends. <laughs> Life is about living. Drinking beers out of a hot dog is exactly that. Yeah. Now, to be fair, to be fair, there were plenty of criticisms right, listen, on listen. Twitter as well. All so. Right, so here's the thing. We're laughing about this and joking about this, but I have never tried drinking beer through a hot dog straw. Well, <clears throat> so it's real hard for me to go, you know, maybe that's not good. I will tell you that my dog also eats cat poo occasionally, and I'm yeah. not going to try that either. Uh, that's, but, that, that's good. But, <laughs> well, being the intrepid drinking news reporter that I am, you know I couldn't just leave this alone. <laughs> did, yeah. did you try yeah. this? Well, I mean, I mean, you know, the reaction may have been mixed. If on I'd Twitter. known this was a story, yeah. I, I literally grilled hot dogs last night on well, my grill. I thought, you know, why stop there? Why not make a hot dog luge? Like those ice sculptures that they make where they have them at parties where you pour vodka down it and you drink it at the bottom. That could be kind of cool, right? Or what about just floating some dogs in your party punch, you know? Hey, what if what if you, like, took one hot dog and then why not the end and stuck it over another hot dog? And they did that, like, two or three times so you could sit on the couch and drink your beer without even having to move. Oh, yeah. Or Or, you know, just... Chop up some hot dogs, toss them in your party punch. If you made it with Everclear, yeah. I mean, how much worse can it get? <laughs> right? you know? So anyway, for my part, I decided it's, it's, it's vodka. It's, it's sorry, it's vodka and Vienna sausage. Punch. <laughs> you can throw the stuff in there like raw, and it just yeah. finished cooking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just chemically cooked by the alcohol. So, so here's what I did because, like our mixologist friend here, I'm all about the science. All right, right. All right. So. For my part, I decided to do an experiment, and I would share it with you. And so, after my wife forwarded me this oh, oh, story, please tell me you brought hot dogs today. And by the way, no, I didn't. But I, I'm going <laughs> to tell you about my experiment, though. And I just want to say, by the way, thank you, Mary. This is just an awesome story. Uh, I, I decided to try this on my own. So I used an Oscar Mayer wiener because that's the most popular hot dog in the world. I boiled it in a pan until it was done, let it cool, 
used an actual straw to poke a hole all the way through it, just like Yankee Fan did. And then I poured myself a glass of a very popular beer. And here's what I discovered. Thanks to the amazing invention of the hot dog straw, I was actually able to detect flavor in Michelob Ultra. <laughs> That's awesome. That is science, people. And that, if you if you if you want to deny science, well, you, then you, you and I probably literally can't be deconstructed friends. this man's yeah, thinking. Yeah. Like we now know why he did this. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. It is science, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. And if you want to deny science, then you and I probably can't be friends. That's all I'm saying. So, reporting live from my own kitchen. <laughs> Where unfortunately, I've got five more Michelob Ultras. Does anybody want this crap? I mean, you should have it, but you should have like seven more dogs, right? Yeah, yeah, and they never, you, like, you notice you have the wrong amount of beers for your dogs. Because just, they can never match oh, up. You're just like the hot dog buns on the hot dogs, right? <laughs> They've true. always got to be, yeah. Uh, reporting live from my kitchen, folks. Anybody wants these Michelob Ultras, swing by. I'll throw them down from the balcony. Uh, my name is Cruz, and that is your <laughs> drinking news. Drinking news. That's our time for drinking news. Cheers, y'all. <laughs> that video was priceless, was it not? That's amazing. Now you understand why I couldn't just do a picture. Like, you had to actually see <clears throat> yeah. him going through the motions of that's, that. Uh, that's like a pro. S- yes. Yeah. Like a oh, yeah. He, no, he's done that before. You can certainly <laughs> tell. Yeah. It's like, oh, uh, this beer doesn't have any flavor. That uh, has to be it. I mean, there's no other reason for that. That's the only thing I can think of, yeah. I mean, yeah. I did I, when I was a kid, I remember trying to drink a, a Mountain Dew through a Twizzler straw. Like, I just bit each end off and used the Twizzler as a straw, but it kind of sucked. Yeah, yeah, you know? probably, probably wasn't that good, was it? No, yeah. not so much. <laughs> you know what you could do? I did that once, right? You could you could put the Twizzler, and then because of the, the spire thing, you can just put the... Like, like, There's that. It's kind of like the Vortex uh, the, beer well, bottle. Yeah, Miller Lite's going to sell Light. this yeah. as a new... <laughs> oh, like, the new spire thing, and it just go down... Uh, yeah, that's like those. Uh, uh, is Budweiser? Somebody's selling the Micheladas, right? It's the yeah, but like Michelada. Like seriously, Bud like Light a has regular, a Michelada. like a regular Michelada isn't bad enough. You have to go and like do a pre. There's a Clamato one. too. Oh, oh, even worse in a can. Uh, yeah. you know, I I had a friend that had that once. He had to go on all kinds of antibiotics. It was really, it was really a rough thing. Oh, Clamato. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, you know where I was headed with that. Well, so. well, well. <laughs> uh, See a doctor about that. Let's, let's talk about some good beer, shall we? <laughs> we have Thrips. a Prairie no. Artisan no, Ale no, sitting, sitting there. And, I mean, we just had a terrific margarita. We so now we got to. I'm yeah, so glad you guys enjoyed and you approved. Oh. Was because fantastic. I can I can totally see why you won this contest. Well, that's that, amazing. That's an award winning margarita. Right this there. means a lot to me because you guys are gentlemen with refined palates. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I was just laughing about the idea that Ian has a refined palate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. It, that was kind of like uh, that's not what your mother said last night, Trebek. It was one of those just kind of like across the uh, across the aisle. Uh, Slams there for no particular reason. Uh, it's because it's you're my friend. That's all. Yeah. It's less refined uh, than it is incarcerated. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So you mentioned that this was a seasonal for uh, Prairie Arts and Nails, um, and this is not not I, available well, anymore. I think it was not seasonal. I think they made it. it was something it they was, made for a limited and, time. And then it was okay. 
Because I well, remember I was able to get it every, but then they just stopped making so it. So I want to. Do we need one more? Will you maybe get one? Uh, um, we. So I want to dedicate this then to Chris Hart because he's the guy that uh, has that great show, uh, Whiskey Neat, where he always drinks whiskey and other uh, beverages that you can't Man, this whiskey's delicious. Where can anywhere. I get some? You yeah, can't. You can't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're going to do a little of that today. But I'm excited that we're doing it because the, I, don't, I don't think I know a single person <laughs> alive, personally, who doesn't like Oreo cookies. Mm. Prairie Artisan Ales, Double Dunk, Imperial Stout with Oreo. Um, according to the Surgeon General, women should not drink alcoholic beverages during pregnancy. Thank but what if it has Oreo? Yeah, that could be good for the baby, right? Oreo's good for the baby? Oreo. I it's, mean, all those hydrogenated uh, I don't, I don't oils. I know what's going tend- on with the, the label here, but it's a yeah. fun label. <laughs> yeah. I, I can tell you that on the nose, while Ian's showing you that label, on the nose, this tastes kind of like you dunked your Oreos in maple syrup instead of dunking yes, them in... Uh, just like we said. Yeah, uh, instead of dunking them in milk. Oh. Oh my gosh, it smells so good. You get the Oreo, like, you get I would the... wear this as cologne mm-hmm. if I didn't, you know, get pulled over ever. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's yummy. It really is. What do you think, Ian? It's brilliant. There's the the aftertaste has the creaminess of that white yeah. filling. Mm-hmm. That the the hydrogenated oils. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all know that's in there and we eat them anyway. You know? It's just one of those things that you like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, I buy the double stuff. Oh yeah. yeah. And now there's stuff. triple stuff. I think. Oh, that, that's see. I think that you can hit a line, right? Yeah. There's, oh, there's yeah. a too much double yeah. stuff. So, so I'm gonna which be, is like, if you've ever looked at it, it's like one and a half stuff. But I'll be a little heretical here though, and go against the grain. I actually really love the Oreo, the vanilla Oreos, mm. where it's a vanilla sandwich I don't think I've ever tried yeah. with that. the Oreo cream. I've seen it, but I've never chocolate. tried it. Oh, oh my god, they're amazing. I like. Let me let me <laughs> let me be honest with you. I like Oreo cookies, mm-hmm. but I will intentionally leave that package open so because I like stale? it to be just oh, a little bit oh, stale. Oh, how interesting. Just a tiny. Vanilla wafers are the same thing, uh-huh. like just a little bit stale, and they're so much better. You know what my best, friend, best friend's wife does with that is she does it with Peeps. You know, the little candies that come out at Easter that are oh, like the yeah, little the marshmallow peeps. stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she opens up the bag. And leaves it open so the peeps get stale and a little crunchy, and that's when she likes it. That's mm. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a marshmallow, yeah, so right. it's either going to be more spongy get, right? or less spongy. That's right. really what marshmallows do. Exactly. And so. occasionally they get melty. But that's interesting about Oreos. I didn't know that you did that. That's uh, I'm gonna have to try that. I will leave them, you know, and they have that that, that you peel the thing off, mm, and you see, yeah. like, I always leave a little, a little bit, bit of airspace in there. I'm like. <laughs> Mm. You, get just you, a little bit stale. you are a connoisseur, my friend. I don't care what anyone says about it. See, a connoisseur of everything, man. I know. Well, you know, it's really what the show was all about when we started it was let's just talk about stuff that we really enjoy, stuff that's, you know, life-enhancing, life-affirming. Exactly. And it really boiled down to booze and cigars. So um, <laughs> that's just... That's what it's all about. You know, right. Here we are at almost 300 episodes, and the focus has not changed. No, we're just, we are like laser focus. I feel <laughs> like it's been like that since men created honey and fermented into mm-hmm. yeah. meat. That's, right. that's been Which, Was that the earliest? Um, that's the, the earliest form of form alcohol. Of yeah, alcohol. that's honey. I left the honey out, and it rained a little bit. Uh, and yeah. now it's five days later. What's going on here? It's Let's really go good. Let's go have some of it. It's even better than it was it before. It makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. It's really good. I was so, mad yeah. a little bit ago, but now I'm... So that's been, that's been the focus of the show since the beginning, and now we'll add puppets. 
I love the puppets idea. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Puppets smoking cigars. This is this is going to take the show to a whole new level. I wasn't sure we could sink Which lower than the level is we're that at. Level? <laughs> I wasn't sure we could sink lower than the level we're at, but uh, uh, you watch, we're going to. Uh, so I just want to put in a, a word here for Prairie Artisan Ales, which this is. Uh, these guys they do a number of sours, they do a number of, mm-hmm. of stouts and big beers. They don't do. I've never seen anything that I would call. A sort of mainstream beer, like, like I've uh, never seen, like, like just pe- a lager or an IPA exactly. that was just we normal. did have Pilsner. one one time that we didn't like, uh, and and but you know that's what? not, I give them that's credit not for because that. of that's not because of anything they did wrong. It's just that, like right. It, it that had fl- and I don't remember what it was. Something. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it just it was, wasn't. Yeah, it just didn't work for the palate. Yeah, yeah. And, and I agree with that. But you got to give them major credit for being so creative yeah. in Oklahoma of all places. Mm-hmm. You know, that's 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 crazy. <laughs> Sometimes you yeah. eat the bear. Yeah, well, that's that's absolutely right. Uh, but I dig this. This is wonderful, and it's it's almost as tasty of a treat as Oreos and milk, except it's boozy, which makes it better. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yummy, man! I bet this goes well with Oreos. <laughs> Pretty much everything goes well with Oreos. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I could dip Oreos into that. Can I, can I get a little more? Yes, sir. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. Just a little bit. <laughs> it's so good. Fantabulous. Well, that's perfect. That's I perfect. gotta say, this is uh, this has been a very interesting show. We've we've climbed the margarita ladder, as it were, and really kind of. Uh, uh, gone to the top, to the award-winning top. You have you have raised the margarita man. tower. You have raised the margarita to a level that mm-hmm. is like pretty amazing. Oh, man. Now, in in a few weeks, I'm going to uh, come on uh, uh, the show and uh, show you how to make the perfect vodka gimlet. But I'm afraid it's not going to compare to this kind of craftsmanship. You can you can try did, the super I did, juice. I did very little science, but I might try the super juice. Except I have no idea how to do that thing. Uh, that you I, did the whole time you're again. making your gimlet, I'm going to be like, that's not how Roberto would do it. No, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Nick is going to hate me. Yeah, let's <laughs> uh, gonna gaslight you but, the whole time. But it is, it is nowhere near as you know as big a deal as this, though, because this is there's so much like thought and preparation that went yeah, into making this. Yeah, and I right? actually forgot one thing because we started going to another direction. There's another ingredient in the in the syringe. Oh, oh what's in there? It's uh, actually this is gonna be a funny one because last uh, was what two days ago, three days ago. He and I, we were sitting on the porch, smoking a cigar and drinking whiskey. I know that's surprising to you guys. I know. I can't believe you were doing that. Weird. Never. Uh, So I gave him uh, a a Mexican whiskey to try, which was he was not a big fan of it. It's uh, it's called Abasolo. It's made from 100% ancestral ancestral corn. So anyway, this brand, they have another liqueur called Nixta, which is uh, a corn liqueur. Sweet Mm -hmm. and delicious. It tastes literally like a tortilla. Mm. With sweetness and delicious. So after I'm done filtering this, um, I add a little bit of simple syrup to bring the sweetness up to the part mm-hmm. to part with mm-hmm. the margarita. And then I add Nixta to it. Oh, how much? Just a little touch? or uh, there's So the whole syringe is 1.5 ounces. There's about 0.25 ounces. So it's composed about about one... It's one ounce of the tamarind solution. There's uh, like about 0.15... So about an eighth. It's a. It's a. See, this is why you need, we need to leave these cocktails to the professionals. Yeah, I'm convinced a, of it. It's you know? everything is. I do everything by weight and yeah, by yeah. like it's. 
But there's a formula that I use for everything. I'm definitely more of a little bit of this, a little bit of that, <laughs> you know, uh, try to make it even out. And that, that's not the way you really should do it. I mean, you really, not so much. really should be when you're making with this When stuff. you're making It's a, like baking versus, exactly. like, versus like cooking, and right? And whenever <laughs> you're making, uh, let's say, when I get hired to make a cocktail menu or a beverage program, mm-hmm. you have you got to keep in mind that he has to be replicated Right, other every people time. have to be able to make this. And, and so make, he has to be able to do it in a somewhat timely fashion. Yeah. And somewhat timely and somewhat consistent, right? That's why I'm a big fan of teaching bars and preparing bars for pre-batching certain things mm-hmm. and reducing mm-hmm. right. the amount of steps that a bartender has to go through because sure. that, that helps you with consistency. And I'm the guy at the end of the bar going, hey, 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 can you finish up yeah. and come get my order? You know? Absolutely. Yeah, so I totally get it. Totally get it. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll come back to wrap things up. But what a uh, what a show this has been. I am just drinking Oreo cookies over here. Yummy. It's yes, so really good. wonderful. We'll be right back. It's smoking and toasting. Welcome back. It's Smoking and Toasting. Thank you guys so much for enjoying show number 295 with us. Halfway to and uh, thanks uh, thanks uh, big time to our, our special guest on the show today. We have uh, really had a great time with Roberto. Um, and thank you for showing us. No, thank you for having me. Thank you for showing us all this stuff about uh, about margaritas. Like it's It really is a science. You know, I, I I just kind of like fly by the seat of my pants, and that's why my cocktails aren't any better than they are. You know, you know. Here's the thing: we've been talking about margaritas this whole time because that's mm-hmm. what he won that contest about. Right, right. But I've had him mix drinks that aren't margaritas, and he's mm-hmm. just one of those guys. Like it's always going to be top notch. It's always going to be like the best ingredients made the right way with thought, right? And, and thought and preparation, preparation, and, and, yeah. and it's always going to be. An outstanding drink. Yeah, and, thank you. And this thank certainly you. was uh, on today's show. Ever. So th- thank you, <laughs> thank you for uh, for being <laughs> here and uh, doing this. We are off next week. Uh, there will be no show uh, next week, but we'll be back on the. T- uh, we'll be uh, recording the show on the twelfth. You guys will see it drop on the fifteenth. Uh, will be our next show. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's correct. Fifteenth will be our next show. So thank you very much for being a part of Smoking and Toasting, and we are uh, excited to get back uh, in here, taste some more new things, and tell you all about them, because what could be more fun than that? And uh, we want to thank you for being with us for almost 300 shows. We're we're literally halfway to 333. That's right. That's, that's very exciting. So thank you again, uh, Roberto. Thanks to thank everybody you guys. Uh, who has been running the show here today. And uh, thanks to you for uh, being a part of Smoking and Toasting through almost 300 episodes. We're in the top 4%, baby. That's pretty amazing. That's the way we like it. That's Have a great awesome. week, and uh, we'll see you uh, in a couple of weeks. And uh, until then, we salute you, my friends. Uh, cheers, cheers y'all. Mm. There we Let's go. Let's drink some Oreos. Oreos. Mm. Mm.